Let's go to 2 Corinthians. Did I finish chapter 4? Okay. We're going to chapter 5 of 2 Corinthians. For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, we have a building of God and house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For in this we groan, earnestly desiring to be clothed upon with our house, which is from heaven. If so be that being clothed, we shall not be found naked. For we that are in this tabernacle do groan, being burdened, not for that we would be unclothed, but clothed upon that mortality might be swallowed up of life. Now he that hath wrought us for this selfsame thing is God, who also hath given unto us the earnest of the Spirit. Therefore we are always confident, knowing that whilst we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. For we walk by faith, not by sight. We are confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. And wherefore we labor that whether present or absent, we may be accepted of him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body, according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men, but we are made manifest unto God, and I trust also are made manifest in your consciences. For we commend, our, commend not ourselves again unto you, but give you occasion to glory on our behalf, that you may have somewhat to answer them, which glory in appearance and not in heart. For whether we be beside ourselves... It is to God, or whether we be sober, it is for your cause. For the love of Christ constraineth us, because we thus judge that if one died for all, then we're all dead, and that he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. Wherefore, henceforth, know we no man after the flesh. Yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now, henceforth, know we him no more. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation. To wit that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. May the Lord add his blessings to the reading of 2 Corinthians 5. <clears throat> now, of course, our earthly house 
of this tabernacle, your body. Tabernacle is a tent. It's temporary. If it were dissolved, and it will be someday, going back to the dust from which it came, we have a building of God. A building, for practical purposes, is a permanent dwelling, unlike a temporary tent. And so he makes the contrast there. So our body, our tabernacle, it's just a tent. It's temporary, and it's going to be dissolved. But when it is, we've got a building of God. And how it's not made with hands. He said, well, doesn't God have hands? Well, uh, he has hands attributed to him by a figure of speech, but God's spirit. Amen. So he doesn't have hands as we have. And so this hand is made. How does God make what he makes? He speaks and it's done. Eternal in the heavens. That which God does, nothing can be taken away from it. Nothing can be added to it. For in this we groan. Oh me. Does anybody, does anybody here groan? I mean actually groan? I, I, I think some others could raise their hands if they would. I know some. I'm... Now look in the mirror, I'm seeing one. Uh, we do groan because of, of pain. And we're not the only one. Terra firma, the earth we're sitting on, groans. It's waiting for the same thing we are. A new body. I saw a new heaven and a new earth. There will always be an earth. I don't know how long it will take when the heavens and the earth shall pass away with the great noise. How much time will elapse until we see the new heaven and the new earth? I don't think there will be any lapse of time. Anyway, for in this we groan earnestly desiring uh, to be clothed upon with our house which is from heaven. And I know the older we get and the worse shape we get, the more we're going to groan and desire that. If you're saved, Amen. lost people can't be looking for that. If so, the, so be that being clothed, we shall not be found naked. That is, without a body. Now, we read Revelation and we see the, the martyred souls under the altar. They don't have bodies. They're departed spirits. They were murdered by persecutors for the cause of Christ. So when you read about them in the commentaries, they'll talk about the disembodied spirits. Well, until the Lord comes, 
and the resurrection day of the just comes, when we die, we'll be disembodied spirits. Is that perfect existence? No, because we won't have a body. We, will, we need a body. We don't need this for eternity, but we need an eternal body, one that can stand eternity. Anyway, for we that are in this tabernacle, this tent, do groan, being burdened. Now, not for that we would be unclothed. We don't want to just die. But clothe the pawn that mortality might be swallowed up of life. We're looking to the final glory. Amen. Now he that hath wrought us, worked us, brought us here for the selfsame thing is God. Who also hath given unto us the earnest of the spirit. Well, I think we talked about that. That's not a down payment. That's guarantee that it's going to happen. And his spirit in us is the guarantee of it. Amen. Therefore, we are always confident, knowing that whilst we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. Well, no doubt in my mind, I'm absent from the Lord physically. Spiritually and through the word I know he's here. But I know I'm not in heaven. I can look in the mirror and, and tell right away that I'm not glorified. <laughs> so. We know we're absent from the body. Absent from the Lord because we're present in the body. We are at home in the body. For we walk by faith, not by sight. We, we don't have to have all of these signs and everything. And all, we don't need all that. We walk by faith. Somebody says, well, how can I know that I'm saved? Oh, you're saved by faith, by grace through faith. Faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. If I have to tell you that you've that you got to do this for salvation, are you trusting in him? What does that mean? Depending on him? And his finished work of redemption? Well, I was walking by faith. Well, we're also confident. Notice Paul is not a man of doubts. <laughs> we're also confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. I don't know of a child of God that wouldn't agree with that. Do you? If you're saved and the Lord comes and gets you this moment and takes you to be with him, that ain't no problem. <laughs> now whether we labor, that whether present or absent, we may be accepted of him. Well, now that accepted means well-pleasing. Do you want to please the Lord? If you don't, I don't know where your salvation is. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. And that's what that's all about. 
if you stand before Christ at the judgment seat of Christ, do you want all of your works to be burnt up, wood, hay, and stubble? That you've got nothing that you served the Lord with in your life? I, would, I hope not. I wouldn't think a saved person would have that crass of an attitude. But that judgment seat of Christ is for saved people. Amen. All the commentaries, or most of them, say it's the same as a white throne judgment. It's not. That's one of those phony generals I was telling you about. General judgment. Judgment of the saved and the lost together. No, they're not. I don't know how they miss all that. Well, they have to sell books. We must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ that everyone may receive the things done in his body. That is, now, while we're in our body. When we're dead, it's too late. It's over with. According to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. Well, according to chapter 3 of 1 Corinthians, all of our works are going to be tried by the fire of the judgment of God. What's it say in Revelation 1? His eyes, there's a flame of fire. You're not going to hide anything from him. So everything that you've done, whether it be good or bad, is going to be brought to light, be brought to the fire of his judgment. And the things that remain will be the gold, silver, precious stones, and everything else burned up, wood, hay, and stubble. Those are all bad works. Now, if, you, if you're there, you're not going to go to hell. But you'll suffer loss. Loss of reward. Say, well, I don't want them anyway. Well, that's actually that's not a that's not a good way to talk, good way to be. I want everything the Lord wants for me. And I want to be well pleasing to the Lord. I don't know whether I will be. I can't make that determination. He'll, he'll make that determination. But anyway, whether it be good or bad. Now knowing therefore the terror of the Lord. I think you were talking about this the other day. We fear the Lord. Don't fear that he's going to cast me into hell. But how could you not fear the Lord? As a matter of fact, that's one of the first charges that that the Lord makes against the human race, there's no fear of God before their eyes. And certainly we know him, and we should have some fear there. Well, I'll just do anything I want. No, you that's no fear of the Lord. And so knowing that we persuade men the best we can. Paul couldn't persuade uh, Agrippa. And the apostle Paul couldn't persuade him. I can't imagine another man doing it. 
But we attempt. We're serious about what we're talking about. But we are made manifest unto God, and I trust also are made manifest in your consciences. You know that we're standing for the Lord, doing what the Lord tells, told us to do, and we're sincere in what we're doing. We're seriously attempting it. For we commend not ourselves again unto you, but give you occasion to glory on our behalf. We're not trying to prove ourselves to you again. We've already done that. But we're telling you some things about us that you can have rejoicing in that. That you may have somewhat to answer them. Them which glory in appearance and not in heart. And you can answer. Well, Peter said that you may give an answer. And I, it's always, I think it's important to give an answer. And that's what he's given them is an answer. For whether we be beside ourselves. Now that word in the Greek is ekstasis. Two words. Ek, out of, stasis, standing. We get the word ecstasy from there. When the prophets of Baal were on Mount Carmel with Elijah. And they talked in funny languages, as Brother Elder Ward said. You look it up in the psychology books, and you'd see it under ecstasy. What was going on there, they were having ecstatic utterances when people claim they're speaking in tongues that's exactly what they're doing they're having ecstatic utterances they leaped upon their altars and they cut themselves blood gushed out from morning to noon day as their manner was. They were used to doing it. All of that. They worked themselves up. Isaiah said, Don't seek to those prophets that peep and mutter. Same stuff. Peeping and muttering. That's speaking in tongues. That's how they do that. But they don't get into it cold. They have to work themselves up to it. And that's why they've got the wild music they've got. And they got the repetition over and over and over again. Snake handlers. I don't know how long ago it was. Did anybody see on the television? I guess it was uh, KT. Where somebody had made, had filmed a lot of those snake handling churches in East Kentucky and Tennessee and North Carolina, maybe West Virginia. Did anybody ever see that? Well, I watched it. I guarantee you I've never knowingly been to a snake handling service. I assure you, 
I have not been. And I assure you, if I can avoid it, I never will be in one. <laughs> but here's what I noticed. In those buildings where they have snake handling services, they don't even have pews. It's a dance floor. And they have their wild music. Drums and electric guitars turned up. And they, those people, they, they dance. Kind of reminds you of Indians dancing. Now, I was, I'm amazed to see them down there at Cherokee, North Carolina. Man, we, we saw Indians dancing down there. I ain't never seen nobody care, do what they is doing. Man, did they get with it just with a drum. And somebody, oh, yeah, bye, yeah, 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 bye. And I don't know what all this origin of all that stuff is. But those people in those snake handling services, they weren't far removed from that. And then when they get themselves worked up, then somebody goes and gets the boxes. And reaches in there and grabs a cotton mouth or a timber rattler or a copper head. And then they're crawling all over them. What I'm telling you, they don't do that stone cold. They work themselves up into a state of ecstasy. You can do it to that extreme end or you can do it to the low Extreme end. Used to, I don't know, one of those shows where people do weird stuff. And there was a Hindu, long, tall Hindu. He just had a thing around, wrapped around his head, a turban, I guess, and a diaper on, and nothing else on. And they had a box made out of thick plastic. And he put himself in that box. And they shut the box and locked it. And lowered it down into a swimming pool. And I think he stayed down there for about 15 minutes. And they brought him out. Opened the box up. And he slowly got out of the box. Unfolded. I don't know how I ever got in that thing, man. <laughs> but now let me tell you what he did. He practiced that ecstatic stuff by mentally slowing his heart rate down. He said, can you do it? Yeah, he, yeah, they do it. And that's what they're doing. They're putting themselves in a frame of mind that he actually slowed his heart rate down and didn't require any more oxygen than what was in that box. It's the same fleshly activity, ec ecstasy.
That's how they walk in fire, lie on a bed of nails, do all such things. Anyway, so Paul said, whether we be beside ourselves, that's how people say you're crazy. You're beside yourself. Look at Acts 26. Dear Brother Paul, man, he went through it. Paul before Agrippa. In verse 24, And as he thus spake for himself, Festus said with a loud voice, Paul, thou art beside thyself. <laughs> Much learning doth make thee mad. There he is accusing Paul of being beside himself. So is Paul referring back to that? Well, he could be. He could be. I think chronologically he could be doing that. But he said, whether we be beside ourselves, whether we be mad, whether we be crazy, it is to God. We're serving God. Uh, or whether we be sober, that is, same thinking. It is for your cause. Because the love of Christ constrains us. Constrain, pushes years together, constrains you, holds you in. Because we thus judge that if one died for all, then we're all dead. And that he died for all that they which live should not then henceforth live unto themselves but unto him which died for them and rose again. Well, the Armenians feel like they've reached nirvana here. Now we've got you, old Calvinist. The scripture's done proved you wrong. That Jesus Christ died for all. Well, that's what it says. Now listen, if one died for all, then we're all dead. Just who is that all? He says, then all were dead. That is, all of those were dead. And that he died for all that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. Well, let's just keep that in this context. It appears to me that all of those for whom he died, yes, they were dead in trespass and sins, but what are they doing now? All living unto him which died for them and rose again. So well, he died for everybody. Really, are they all living for him? Not even close. All you have to do is keep it in its context. And quit trying to make one scripture contradict another scripture. And that's what they're doing with that. So, yes, all, were yes, all human beings are dead in trespasses and sins. But these particular ones have been died for. 
and arose for and regenerated. And there's a new principle put within them that they now live not for themselves. Oh, can you say that most of the world doesn't live for themselves? You don't know very many people at all that don't live for themselves. Now born again child of God shouldn't and doesn't live for him or herself. They live unto the Lord. Unto him which died for them and rose again. Amen. Now this verse it sounds a little rough to understand but just get it. Wherefore from now on henceforth from the death of Christ, burial, and resurrection. Know we no man after the flesh. Yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh. What has happened to you, Brother Paul? There's a new creature in you. Yes, Saul of Tarsus knew Christ after the flesh and he hated him. He persecuted him. Persecuting his people. But since God worked a work of grace in him. Regenerated him. Now Paul does not know Christ. After the flesh. The flesh is wicked. Our flesh does not. Guide us right. He says. We no longer know Christ. After the flesh. Yet now henceforth know we him no more. After the flesh that is. Our thoughts of Christ. Are not like they were. They're 180 out. Daylight and dark. No comparison to the way. To the way we think. They talk about a world view. At the creation museum. At Answers in Genesis. And a world view is how you see the world. Well. When God does a work of grace in you. You no longer see the world the same. You've got a new world view. You no longer live in a world that's billions of years old. That got here by an explosion. You no longer live in a world where you came from pond scum. You now live in a world that was created by a spoken word from Almighty God. The omnipotent creator. And in six literal days, he created everything that's here. That's a different world, folks. The world that this world is in is a wicked, false world. 
It's not real at all. And you listen to them. They don't know who Jesus Christ is. The, their thoughts of Jesus Christ are what, what comes from this world. They've accused Christ of everything. They don't believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that He's God manifest in the flesh. They don't believe that He came into this world to save His people from their sins. They don't believe that. Why would you expect them to follow along with you? Why wouldn't you expect when you talk to them about the Lord? They don't understand who you're talking about. They don't understand what salvation you're talking about. They don't even truly understand how they need salvation. Oh, they might be a little scared facing they're going to face a judgment, but they don't know anything about it. Not like we know it. They don't know the terror of the Lord like we do. Well, therefore, verse 17, if any man be in Christ, look at John 15 real quick. John 15, verse 1. Jesus says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every uh, branch that beareth fruit, he purges it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now, you all are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Amen. You're taking a bath right now. Amen. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can you except you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him the same bringeth forth much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. And what did he say? If any man be in Christ. There's that spiritual union. Mark writes about it. That spiritual union uh, with Christ. Old things. Now what things? All of them. Are passed away. Hmm. Behold, all things are become new. Once you've been regenerated by the power of the Holy Spirit, you are a child of God. You don't look at anything at all like you used to. It all has a different meaning to you. And all things are of God. Who hath 
reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ. Now, has Jesus Christ reconciled everybody in the world to himself? See, when you keep that in context, that's a ridiculous interpretation of that. Uh, not imputing their trespasses unto them. Now, I know there are some people to whom their trespasses are imputed to them. The rich man was one. And I think there's a whole lot more than that. Hell hath enlarged itself. There's all kinds of people dying and going to hell. They haven't been saved, folks. If Jesus Christ died for you and paid for your sins, what are you doing going to hell? Can't be. God was in Christ reconciling the world, and that's the world of believers. Unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them. That's the world that he's not imputing their trespasses to. And hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now reconciliation is that act of God. That he speaks peace to our heart and reconciles us to him. Okay. And we've got that ministry of reconciliation. That's what we're to tell people. I know they're not going to listen. Look what Jeremiah had to go through. And Ezekiel, he said, you're going to send you to a stiff neck, a stubborn, a hard-headed, their heads are like flint. And they're not going to listen to you. But go to them anyhow. Tell them anyway. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. Now we've had some duds of ambassadors for the United States. Uh, but an ambassador for any head of state is just to simply carry the message of his head of state, whoever it is. Not to provide his own message. And that's what we're to do. Ambassadors for Christ. As though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ did be you reconciled to God. There's, there's the ministry. And that's what we're to be involved in. Because he, God Almighty, has made him, Christ, to be sin for us who knew no sin. We knew the sin. He didn't know it. That we may be, might be made the righteousness of God in him. Amen. So what did it take to reconcile us to God? Christ had to become the filthiness of all of our sins. And he had to pay the sin debt. I don't know if we'll ever we'll understand all that. The depths of it, I don't think we can. But we need to be aware of it Amen. and live 
aware of it. We'll take the 